Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I am your host, Christina Slater. I hope you guys are having the best day ever. And well, if you're not, it's about to improve because... Today, I'm going to be talking about and teaching you guys how you can lose weight, eat more food, then lose more weight, look better, feel better, and lose weight easier. Okay. I know it sounds too good to be true, but that is the power of reverse dieting. Okay. So today's topic is reverse diets. Now, I know I started a little hot and heavy with the claims at the beginning. The thing with reverse dieting is it does require commitment. It does require patience and compliance and above all, strategy. Okay. It is not fundamentally hard. A lot of nutrition is really not fundamentally hard, right? The challenging part is being patient. Okay. Because implementing a reverse diet and reverse dieting properly. It is a process and you can have outstanding, miraculous results, but it doesn't provide like an immediate result. Okay. It does take a few months, maybe a few weeks on the shorter side, but I guarantee you guys, it is so, so worth it. Especially, especially if you are someone who feels like no matter what you do or how hard you work or how little you eat, you just can't lose any more weight. All right. So before we dive into everything, I just want to break down like what reverse dieting is because you've probably heard about it. There's been a bit of like hype on social media about it, but a lot of people don't actually know what it is. And there are some misconceptions around reverse dieting and its purpose. Now, I didn't actually look up the definition and I don't even know if there is an actual definition but I'm going to explain it in in my words and how we at Cut and Conquer reverse diet our clients, okay? And the thing is, is a reverse diet literally might be the missing link as to why you're not able to lose more fat or why you've hit a weight loss plateau. And I know when when we're lacking progress, it can be very, very frustrating. And something that I've been like thinking about and talking about lately is this concept of you don't know what you don't know. Right. And that applies to me, that applies to my team, that applies to my clients. Like sometimes there's a gap in our life, a gap in our progress, there's something that is missing. And we're like trying all this stuff, but like you only know what you know. And in order to close that gap and in order to overcome our obstacles and like break through these plateaus or through these barriers, sometimes we need something that we don't have right now. We need either that knowledge or that implementation that information or that strategy, right? So the reverse diet might be the key. It might be the key. And I'm actually going through a reverse diet right now. I've been reverse dieting for several weeks since my show. I love reverse dieting, okay? It's probably like my favorite phase of fitness. 
And it's that's interesting to me because it's it's one of the phases that a lot of people seem to be afraid of, right? And again, I think it's mainly due to the misconception of what a reverse diet actually is and its intended purpose, okay? A lot of people seem to think that a reverse diet is to gain weight. And that's that's really not the intended purpose of a reverse diet. So like, again, if, if we break it down, we typically associate the word diet with weight loss, okay? And I kind of... I I, lo- I like the word diet, but I don't like the the connotation that we've attached to it, right? Because your diet is is literally just what you eat, right? Dinosaurs have diets. Well, they're if they're alive, like when they were alive, they had diets. And flies have diets, and like everything that eats has a diet, right? Every person who consumes food is consuming a diet of something. Okay, so I wish the word diet was. <laughs> more positive. And, and the thing is, is like not every diet is restrictive and terrible. And in my opinion, even some restrictive diets are not terrible if we're restricting the right things. Okay. Not the point of today's episode, but we typically associate dieting with weight loss. So it only makes sense to associate reverse dieting with weight gain. Okay. But honestly, a reverse diet is is basically a tool and a, a phase that we implement post-weight loss, so post-cut after you've lost weight, to ensure that you do not regain all of that weight or all of that fat, specifically fat, back. Okay? So a reverse diet is a really, really essential component to your fitness journey that we implement after a cut, which is a phase of training where you are, where the predominant focus is fat loss. And it is specifically put there so that you don't relapse and gain all of that weight back. Okay. And I'm going to break this all down and explain how it all works and why it's important. Because if you've ever lost weight and gained it back, it probably feels like it took so long and so much work to lose that weight and you could you gained it back in like a split second right you've probably seen that you've probably experienced it for yourself i know in the past i've experienced this for myself where you drop a ton of weight you get an amazing shape you feel amazing and then bam literally next thing you know not only have you gained all the weight back but you've gained it back plus some and if you've ever been in that situation you will probably know that every time you try to lose weight it seems to get harder, okay? It seems to be slower and it seems to be more challenging every single time. That is every single time that you have not reverse dieted in between, okay? I can almost guarantee the reason why you're struggling to put on weight, to sorry, to lose weight after you've gained it back is because you didn't reverse diet. And we like to blame everything because everyone likes to put the blame on external situations. We we all have egos and, oh, it's because I had a child. It's because I was pregnant. It's because of my hormones. It's because of my age. It's because of my genetics. It's because of this. It's because I work shift work. Like We have all these reasons why we can't lose weight. And yes, some of those could be valid. But again, a reverse diet is going to solve a lot of your problems if you are willing to commit to it and you're willing to be patient and you're willing to implement a proper strategy. Okay? So... Let's let's start by kind of breaking down what happens to your body during a conventional fat loss diet, okay? 
Now, again, everyone's body is very different. I'm going to break down like a, a general generalized scenario of kind of what happens to a typical individual during a fat loss phase. There's going to be variables. This isn't like a black and white thing where we can just plunk it in and everyone responds the same way, okay? But typically, when you diet down to lose fat, okay, your metabolism which I know a lot of people like to throw around that word. Like the, the definition is basically the sum of all anabolic and catabolic reactions in your body. And no, I didn't read that. I literally just like memorized it in my brain. But in simpler terms, it basically means the, the energy that your body uses and stores to survive. Okay. So it's like the functionality of your body of burning calories and using calories and just making all the functions occur to keep you alive. Okay. That's kind of like a a general explanation of what your metabolism is. So as you lose weight, and when I say lose weight, we're typically talking about fat loss. Okay. Because you can lose weight in a very unhealthy way where you're losing like bone density and muscle mass. So for the purpose of this episode, I'm talking about fat loss. Okay. As you lose fat and as your weight goes down, your metabolism, that thing that's keeping your body going, it downregulates. Okay. And it only makes sense because as you lose fat, your weight goes down, you're a smaller individual. Your body is smaller, it weighs less, and your body will require less energy because it's a smaller body. Okay. There are going to be variables, like not everyone's body is going to have the same metabolic rate at different sizes. <laughs> But essentially, the smaller your body gets, the less energy it requires. And energy, again, kind of interchangeable with calories, okay? Not not the exact same thing, but essentially, the smaller you get, the less calories you require to maintain that smaller body. Now, the, the fact of the matter is, when you are dieting to lose weight, this is something that's going to happen. Your metabolism is going to slow down as you lose weight. There's that's just the way it works. But there are things we can do. And this is why having a coach and someone who actually knows what they're talking about help you lose fat is is really important because if you're just trying to lose weight and you're throwing shit at the wall and hoping that it sticks there and like hoping that you just go see the number go down on the scale, like there's a lot more to it. And and part of it is is knowing how your metabolism works and kind of monitoring that on a weekly or bi-weekly basis because there's things we can do to like slow down the slowing of our metabolism, right? So just for example, a few basic things is like weight training, right? Because the more the more muscle we have and the more we're using our muscles, muscle is a metabolically active tissue, right? So we don't want to lose muscle mass. Even if your goal isn't to be super jacked or to build a lot of muscle, like we don't want to lose muscle mass. It's it's quite dangerous to do that, especially as you age and do get older, right? Like in your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, we don't want to be losing that muscle mass. And lifting weights is going to help you retain that muscle mass. If you're in a cut, you're probably not going to be putting on much muscle, but you can be maintaining your muscle mass, okay? A few other things is better sleep quality and maintained or improved sleep duration. Sleep is so, so, so important for your metabolic rate or weight loss, for your recovery, for everything, right? It's, it's really, really essential. So weight training, good quality sleep 
eating vegetables. Now I'm not like a big vegetable advocate. Like, oh my God, eat vegetables all day long. Fuck yeah, vegetables. Like I do eat vegetables, but like, I'm not one of those people that are like, you have to eat vegetables all day at every meal all the time because you don't. But like vegetables contain fiber, right? And it does take energy to like break those things down. So for example, I've had a few clients that are like, do I really need to eat the vegetables? Like there's not even that many calories in the vegetables, but like, yes, you do. You do need to eat vegetables. So that's another thing that's like super basic and then eating protein as well, right? So those are kind of foods that they're going to increase your, like they have a high thermic effect of food, which means like they take a lot of calories to break down as opposed to like carbs, which are great. We need carbs. And there's a whole episode else, a different episode on why you need to eat carbs to lose weight. But simple carbs, especially like they're digested very quickly. They don't take much energy or many calories to break down and like enter the bloodstream and be absorbed by your body. But eating protein, it actually stimulates muscle protein synthesis. And our body does not like to store protein as fat. It will if you're eating too much of it, but your body prefers to store carbs or like fats and turn those into fat storage, right? It doesn't like to do that with protein. It it can and it will, but it doesn't prefer it. So those are some basic things that are really essential to have in order for optimal fat loss. Because if you're dieting and you're reducing your calories, but you're not doing those things, your metabolism is going to slow down at a faster rate. All right. So it's going to make your diet less efficient and your plateau is going to hit sooner. Regardless, at some point, you're going to encounter your weight loss slowing down. Okay. You might be losing two pounds per week, and then you might be losing a pound and a half, and then you might be losing one pound, and then you might be losing zero pounds. Right. And when that happens, again, we need to reduce your calories. You could also increase your output, but for today, we're just going to talk about the food aspect. And again, when I say reduce your calories, it doesn't mean to reduce your food intake. Okay. It means your caloric intake. So as a coach, when I reduce my clients' calories, typically I actually aim to increase their food volume as I decrease their calories. Okay. It doesn't always work that way. But the idea is as we're dieting someone down to lose weight and lose fat, we want to keep the food volume high because then you're not going to notice those decrease in calories as much, right? So this is like a silly example, but it's going to be good for a demonstration. Let's say a client is eating over the duration of a day, like they have four tablespoons of peanut butter, okay? Just an example, like that's random, but like, let's say they eat four tablespoons of peanut butter. Four tablespoons of peanut butter is really not a lot of peanut butter. Like that'd be, you could literally eat that in like one massive spoonful and your mouth might like, like what's the word? Like seal shut. I don't know, but (laughs) that's not a lot of volume. Like you could literally eat that in one minute. So peanut butter and fats, because there's a lot of fat in peanut butter, they have a lot of calories, right? There's more calories in fats than there is in your carbs and your proteins. So let's say we, we could easily change that four tablespoons of peanut butter to two tablespoons of peanut butter. And you're not really going to notice a big difference. And then we can put different food in place of that two tablespoons of peanut butter that we took out of the diet. Even just for a silly example, like you could go, you could add like five rice cakes, right? Five rice cakes is not going to equate to the calories in those two tablespoons of peanut butter. Now, I'm not saying rice cakes and peanut butter are interchangeable because they're not. And when you're doing an adjustment to a, to a diet and to a meal plan or nutrition plan or whatever, 
there's more to it than just like, oh, let's take this out and put this in because this has less calories, right? So I'm just giving examples to like demonstrate what I'm talking about because five rice cakes is going to fill you up a lot more, right? It's like a lot of food. You're like, holy shit, I have to eat five rice cakes. Like that's going to fill me up and take a while as opposed to two tablespoons of peanut butter. You got what I'm saying? Now, again, that was just like an extreme example. Again, it's going to, the the breakdown of your actual macros and, and what's included in your meals is also going to change as well. That was just an example. So as your weight loss slows, we have to make adjustments to ensure that you continue to lose fat at the rate that you're going for, for the goal that you have. But we also have to make sure we're managing things like metabolic health and hormonal health and making sure that you're not getting cravings and making sure that you're not getting too hungry. So again, we, we want to make sure we're keeping you full and we're keeping that food volume as high as possible. Now, this is still, we're just talking about a, a normal diet. We haven't even got to the reverse diet yet, you guys, but this is all really important to understand, okay? So stay with me. So again, every time we, we do that drop in calories, your metabolism will respond and it will adapt. That is why weight loss slows down. And eventually you will come to a point where you can't really eat any less and still be healthy, okay? Like you could, like people say like, oh, your body's in starvation mode. Like I'm going to explain kind of like what that could look like, but there is no like, oh, starvation mode. And now I'm like going to gain weight because I'm starving. Like there might be like metabolic illnesses that people could have that are going to be like outliers to what I'm talking about. But if starvation mode was a thing, you couldn't starve to death. You would just like gain weight and be healthy. Like, you know, so people are saying like, oh, I'm in starvation mode. Like I've had clients go to the doctor and the doctor's like, oh, you're just in starvation mode. And no one really knows like what that means. And they're just like, oh yeah, starvation mode. Right. So I get, they're just like kind of using that term for essentially what, what I'm assuming means like a very down-regulated metabolism. Right. And this can happen from like fad diets and like restrictive dieting and just not eating enough. Okay. We're going to talk about that right now, actually. So you, you'll get to a point where you can't really eat any less and still be healthy and still live like a, a normal life where you're not hating yourself. And now you might say like, oh, I don't actually even care about my health. I just want to be skinny. I don't really care about my health. I just want to lose weight. And I get that. Like I've been there and even like dieting for my competition, there was, there was the last several weeks where like, what I was putting my body through wasn't the epitome of health, right? But like, that's what I had to do to get to the body fat percentage I was going for. I'm not advocating for that, but I'm saying, even if you don't care about your health, there is a better, more optimal, more effective and easier way to continue losing fat than just trying to eat less and less, okay? So I'm hoping that everyone here actually does care about their health and like wants to have a healthy metabolism and like healthy hormones and healthy life and feel good. But even if you don't and you literally only care about your aesthetics, eating less and less and less is not the best way to do it. Okay, you guys, it's not. So keep keep with me here. There's gonna hit a point in your diet, in your fat loss phase where like you're getting diminishing returns. You're like really hungry. The diet is getting challenging to stick to. You're not losing weight. And it's just like, you're at this point where you're getting frustrated and things just are not working anymore. For example, again, these are just numbers, like just numbers don't attach too much meaning to these. Let's say we start you at, let's say you're eating 2000 calories and that's kind of like where you're, you're maintaining your weight, okay? 
And then we drop you down to 1800 calories and then you're there for a few weeks and then you stop losing weight. And then we drop to 1600 where you're there for a while, you stop losing weight, drop you again to 1400, you're there for a few weeks, you stop losing weight. Okay. Basically what that means is your metabolic rate, the amount of calories that your body burns to maintain where you're, where you're currently at has downregulated from 2000 to 1400. All right. So that, that's a 600 calorie difference. All right. In some cases, it could be a lot more extreme than that. And in other cases, it might not even be close to that. So let's think back to when you were maintaining your weight at 2000 calories. Let's say that you have a treat meal or you overeat or whatever, and you consume 2400 calories that day. Okay. Well, 400 calories over your maintenance level is not really a big deal. Like, it is, but it's not. Like, it's not going to make you gain a bunch of weight back and throw everything out of whack. It's not. Calories do matter. They do. I'm not going to pretend they don't, but it's not like a huge oversight. Whereas, if you are now at 1400 calories and that's the amount that you eat to maintain your weight, well, if you overeat and you consume that exact same meal of 2400 calories, well, now you're a thousand calories over your maintenance level, right? That's, that's going to be a, a way, way, way bigger difference. Now, I'm not saying this to tell you guys to be crazy micromanagers of your calories. I'm just telling you this because it does matter. Like The amount of calories that you're consuming when you're trying to lose or gain weight, they matter. That, that's going to... It essentially is really one of the only things that matter. Like It's not the only thing, but scientifically, you can't eat more calories and lose weight if you're overeating. <laughs> so let's say you have a crazy couple days and two days in a row, you eat that 2,400 calories. Well, now you're 2,000 calories over your maintenance level. Like back in the day before we down, before you downregulated your metabolism, that would have only been 800 calories. Now it's 2,000, right? And there's 3,500 calories in a pound of fat. So that week, you're probably not going to lose any weight, right? And that's okay. But then the, the automatic response in most people is like, oh my God, now I need to cut my calories down more. So now we've cut them down to 1,200, right? And every time we cut them down, your metabolism is going to respond. And the fewer and fewer calories that you eat, the more obviously hungry you're going to get. The, the bigger effect it's going to have on your hormones, the bigger effect it's going to have on cravings. And not only that, but the lower and lower you get your maintenance like metabolic rate, every time you quote unquote overeat, that surplus is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And those results are going to be more and more catastrophic. That's like where it gets really, really messy. (laughs) And it gets easier and easier to gain weight. And not only to gain weight, but it gets faster and faster to gain weight, right? And because we as a society, still do typically attach so much emphasis to that number on the scale and so much importance to it and value ourselves based on it. Unfortunately, it really can get in our head because we see that number climbing, climbing, climbing. And and sometimes when we do have those slip-ups and we have like a binging episode or whatever, like sometimes that weight, it's not fat. Like it's going to be water. It can be like stored glycogen. It can be a lot of different things. But again, if your metabolism has slowly, has really slowed, it is going to be way easier to gain fat as well. And that's the unfortunate truth. Now, again, I'm kind of talking about the, the unhealthy way to do this. 
But even if you follow a very healthy diet in a relatively like healthy manner, eventually your weight loss will still plateau. Okay. And how we avoid this situation and how we overcome this situation is by implementing a reverse diet. Okay. So I'm going to talk specifically now about reverse diets. There are other methods to do this. So there's things that are called like refeed days, there's things called diet breaks, there's refeed meals, there's lots of different variations, but those are a little more advanced and complicated. So I'm not going to throw those in today. But what we want to do before things get messy, before all those cravings kick in, before we get to a point where you like feel shitty. <laughs> and we have to remember that, again, a lot of the time, it's easy to just blame a slow metabolism or a downregulated metabolism. And even listening to this, if you've never heard this before, you're probably like, oh my God, that's my problem. And like, it probably is. But humans, again, we're human and we get bored of things. And at the beginning, when you're losing weight and you're feeling better and the diet's working, we're all excited and we're more apt to be on point. As you continue to diet, dieting gets monotonous, right? Like most people, like a 12-week diet, like cutting phase up to 20 weeks, like 20 weeks is pushing it for most people. Most people can really only maintain like a weight loss phase for about 12 weeks in a, in a healthy manner, okay? And you'll probably have experienced this at the beginning, you're super complacent or not complacent, you're super compliant on your meals. And then as things become old and it's not as fresh, it's not as exciting, we tend to let ourselves slip a little more and we might have a little extra this and a little extra that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But to pretend that that's not happening is, again, like a big oversight. Because it's not always just having to do with your metabolism. We have to make sure that like we are controlling those variables because it's easy to just be like, just pretend we didn't have an extra bite of this or pretend we didn't go have this snack, right? Just like forget about it, like just ignore it, right? But the thing is, is when we are dieting, we can get complacent and we can pretend we're not. And that's when that whole like you're putting in 70% of the effort and you're expecting 100% of the results. So, Nevertheless, when we get to this point in your fitness journey, we want to boost your metabolic rate. And how do we do that? We start giving you more calories, okay? By giving you more food, giving you more calories in a slow, gradual, and controlled manner, we're going to be able to actually upregulate your metabolism, okay? This is the reverse diet. And if we are patient and if we are smart about it, we program this in in a manner that really gets your body working with us because your body is essentially working against us until we do this. And the way that I will typically do a reverse diet, not always, not always, not always, but typically is like, we'll start with just a small increase, okay? Maybe we'll increase by like 50 or 100 calories depending on how low your actual food intake is. And then in two weeks, we might be able to increase it by a larger increment. So we might start with a 50 or 100 calorie increase. And then we might be able to do like 100 to 125 calorie increase. And then a couple, like a week or two later or three weeks, we could do like 125 to 200. And then we can like get more and more each time we increase. Typically, sometimes people's bodies don't respond the same way, right? But we're not just going to do a big jump all at at once, right? Because it does take time for your metabolism to adapt. Now, hopefully that kind of makes sense because like we kind of talked about with the starting at 2000 calories, and then we take you down to 1800 and then 1600 and then 1400 as the example, your metabolism is slowly slowing down and we have to match it. 
we're going to do the same thing, but in reverse, right? Because if we just go back to what you were eating before when you started your diet, which like makes sense. You're like, oh, I lost all the weight. Now I'll just like go back to what I was doing before and I should be able to maintain it. You won't be able to maintain it because your metabolism is not the same metabolism as it was when you started, right? And that's why like people are like, oh, I'll just go back on this meal plan I did five years ago. Well, like you're not physiologically, you are literally not the same person you were five years ago. And probably not mentally or emotionally either, but like maybe you are, I don't know. But physiologically, like your body is always, 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 always changing and everything we're doing is affecting that. So what you did five years ago probably is not going to work the same. So again, we want to slowly upregulate your metabolism. And in doing that, you're going to reduce fat gain, okay? Because as we increase your food, we're also going to increase the rate in which your body is burning off that food and burning through that food and doing a lot of great things as well, okay? So the the amazing thing about reverse dieting is not only does it mitigate the amount of unwanted fat gain, but it also allows you to set yourself up for better success in the future and make your next round of fat loss even easier the next time you do a cut, right? Another interesting thing is typically when I start reversing a client, that client will often actually start to drop weight at the beginning, which sounds again, weird. And it sounds like that shouldn't make sense. And this actually happened to me after my show. So like right after my show, I did gain a couple of pounds back. Again, it's just like water, especially when you're like on stage and you're manipulating a bunch of variables. So most competitors will gain back several pounds almost immediately post-show just because of like water retention. And then I kind of got my weight to a stable place. I was reverse dieting. And then my weight actually started to go down again. (laughs) despite eating more and more and more. So I'll kind of give you guys a a quick explanation as to why that can happen. And I I like to explain this to my clients because a lot of people, after they've worked so hard to lose weight, they're afraid to eat more, especially because it feels like if they're going to eat more, they're going to gain weight back, right? But we we have to do this. We have to do this, especially if we want continued success. If you just want one time success and then a relapse, don't listen to me. Don't do it. But if you want to be able to set yourself up better to lose more weight in the future, to feel better and to look better, you need to listen to this and you need to do it and you need to implement it and you need to ask for help if you don't know how to do it. So as you start to increase the amount of calories that you're putting into your body, your body is going to be more okay with expending calories as well, just without even doing anything because your body is super, super smart. So when you're not giving it all of the fuel that it wants or that it needs, again, your body doesn't like to be in a deficit. Your body likes to be at homeostasis. So that's why it downregulates. It wants to be like, leave me alone. I just want to hang out here. So as you start giving your body more calories, it's going to use more calories for its basic functions like digestion and brain power, right? Your brain actually uses like a lot of calories and a lot of carbs and a lot of energy. So your body's going to be more okay with expending energy as you're giving it more food, okay? And in doing that, your training intensity is also going to improve. You're going to be able to train harder. You're going to be able to train longer. You're going to have more energy in your training. And the harder you train, like the more calories you're going to burn, the more muscle you're going to be able to put on, the more muscle you have, the more metabolically active tissue you're going to have, and the more calories you're going to burn that way. I know like putting on muscle is not a quick thing. So it's not like, oh, in two weeks, now we have more muscle. But again everything is going to start to speed up. (laughs) The more you eat, 
the more satisfied you are and like getting more food is actually going to be more exciting. And because usually the way we, we do it is like our clients will see like, oh my God, I have all this extra food. Like this is awesome. And then they're not inclined to eat off plan or to fall off track. Because they're like, man, I'm getting all this food. This is freaking awesome. So they could actually end up eating less calories than they were supposed to be than they were previously supposed to be eating because they might not have been super compliant because they're, they were just at that point of diminishing returns, right? So you're more likely to stick to the plan when it's more in alignment and when it's easier to follow, right? So at the beginning, you might actually see a decrease in your weight and you might actually get a little leaner at the beginning. Now, hear me out because I know everyone is terrified of gaining weight, but I want to explain why it is a good thing. Okay. So you you might lose a bit of weight at the beginning of a reverse diet. You might not. Again, the intention is that you're not going to gain a bunch of weight. So let's say that you were a 200 pound person. Okay. And you got down to 180 pounds during your cut. And then we reverse diet you. Maybe you go down to 179 or 178 pounds. And then you will probably start putting on a little bit of weight. Now, hear me out. Let's say you get up to 185. Okay. You were 185, 186, 187 compared to where you were at 200 pounds. Okay. If you were that 200 pound person who started their diet at 2000 calories, well, the goal is to be able to reverse diet you and keep your weight like around that 185, 186, 187, potentially depending on who you are and what your goals are. But I'm just giving an example and be able to build your metabolism up so that now you can eat, let's say, 2400 calories and maintain that. 185, as opposed to when you started when you were 200 pounds and we had to start your diet at 2000 calories, right? So now you're going to look better. You're going to be able to eat more and you're going to be able to lose weight easier. And you're going to be starting from 185 pounds instead of 200 pounds. So if you lost 20 pounds in your first cut, we reverse diet you for several weeks or months or depending on what your goals are. And then we go into another cut to lose another 20 pounds. Well, you're going to be starting at 185. You're going to be able to eat more. If we can cut down another 20 pounds, you're going to be at 165. And then we would repeat that process again, right? So you could end up being 15 pounds lighter, eating 400 more calories. And it's going to like make that fat loss phase so much easier. And you're going to be able to eat so much more food and you're going to feel so much better, which is the ideal place to be in, Right? As opposed to being that person who lost those 200 pounds, didn't reverse diet, went back to eating normal or worst case, fell off track and then is trying to eat what they normally ate or trying to go back on their diet. But everything like you've gained more weight and your metabolism is still where it was because you didn't reverse diet and you didn't build it up. You just ate too much, gained the fat back, but you didn't upregulate your metabolism in the proper fashion. It might upregulate a bit. Or you might have screwed it up even more because then you were yo-yoing back and forth and then trying to eat like nothing, like starving yourself. And and that's even worse, right? (laughs) So this is literally why it feels like it's harder and harder to lose fat every time you try to do it. And it feels might feel like no matter how little you eat, like you just just can't lose weight and just like your body is just fighting you, okay? And there's obviously going to be other factors as well. Like you have to make sure you're you're training in alignment for your goal and you have to make sure that you're getting the proper macronutrients. I know I talked a lot about calories, but where those calories are coming from is also huge. Like it's it's everything. But again, like your nutrition is, is so important, you guys. It's it's I would say nutrition is 
probably the most important thing in your life. And I know I'll say like, you're the most important thing, but like your nutrition is the most important thing for you. And it's the thing that we neglect the most. And like, you might not like to hear this, but if your nutrition isn't in alignment with what you're working towards, you are wasting your time in the gym. Okay. You are wasting it. And like, that might hurt to hear, but I wish someone had told me that when I was wasting my time in the gym because it sucks putting in that work. Like you, you literally might as well not go. (laughs) I know that's brutal, but like, if you're actually trying to make changes and you're actually trying to see results and your nutrition isn't in alignment, like you're not going to see the results. Physiologically, you are not going to see the changes unless you just happen to guess correctly and like just guess at the right thing to magically do and it just happens to work. But like that is such a rare scenario. And I'm not saying you're wasting your time in the gym if you're going to the gym for recreation where you're going to the gym just to have fun or to be social, which is weird, but some people do that, or just to like feel good or just to like get in out of your head, whatever. Like the gym isn't just for aesthetics, of course. But if you're going there to change your physique and see muscle growth or lose weight, like your nutrition is what's going to determine that. Okay. <laughs> now, a reverse diet can last anywhere from really like six weeks to like six months or even more. It totally depends on like your goals and your body, how your body's responding and like what's coming up. The biggest thing with this though, you guys, is like commitment and patience because as you can see, it's not like, oh, here you go. Here's a diet for a week and like now you're fixed. This is why like at Cut and Conquer, we like our clients. I shouldn't say we like our clients. Like we require our clients to be bought in and committed. Like we can't take you on for six weeks and expect you to like change your life and magically like maintain this awesome transformation because it takes six weeks to even figure out like what's working for you and like what what your personality is like and what foods work for you. Like it takes time to do these things right. And I know that like quick fixes and like fast fat loss and like fast results are super appealing, but like your results will be so much faster when you do it right. And they will not only be faster, but they will last. They will last. Like, aren't you guys so tired of like trying to do the same thing over and over and over and it not working, right? So again, when you're when you're doing a reverse diet, like it's not even just about like avoiding relapses. Like you get so much more energy in your training. Like I'm living this right now, you guys. I'm living this right now. <laughs> so much more energy in your training. So much more brain power so much more strength. Like I remember like at the end of my last cut, like I was training hard, but the strength, like it was just not there. It was just not there. And then when I start bringing up my calories and getting more food, like it just feels so good to have like that energy, your hormones, like healthier hormones, so important, less cravings, you guys, like hunger hormones are going to be more in alignment. You're going to just have less hunger overall. You're going to have usually more variety in food. Like variety in food is important no matter what. But the more you're eating, like the more flexibility you have, right? Because you have more calories to choose from. Your body composition is going to improve as well. Improved metabolic health. Like that's the biggest one really. And then it sets you up more successfully for the rest of your program and for the rest of your life. Because you guys, fitness is literally forever. It's your life. So we want to set ourselves up for success and we want to set ourselves up for continued continued growth instead of feeling like stuck and stagnant and plateaued and like frustrated because that is the worst. We want to enjoy fitness. We want to 
Like it should feel like an indulgence. Like this is, I'm doing this for me and I'm making this progress and I feel good about it. And I'm not going to say that it's so easy and like, you're not going to like feel resistance or you're not going to have to push your comfort zone or push through barriers. Of course you are, but fitness is meant to make you healthier and make you feel good. It's not meant to feel like a constant battle and a constant fight and constant burnout and overwhelm and frustration. Because if that's what you guys are feeling, your approach is not working. Your approach is not working. There is a better way. Okay. So if you guys got value from this one, definitely let me know. Let me know if you learned something about a reverse diet. I appreciate you guys tuning in. If you like the episode, take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram story. Let me know that you tuned in. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nyfina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life.